The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Welcome to Wilford Watches Podcast, an American podcast about professional wrestling. And today we have a very far away guest, a very special guest. Uh, she is Candy Three Belts, I think, right now. Um, and she is Candy Lee from New Zealand. Uh, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing great. I'm happy, I guess. You're happy, you guess. Have you not had your bubble bath yet today? Um, I didn't today because I didn't wake up early enough. Oh, okay. I was tired. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you have a really, really cool story. Um, very fascinating. And you're very open about your your background. And you even did a little short documentary on a New Zealand channel, RNZ, um, which was very powerful, like seven minutes or eight minutes long. Um, you went to an all boys school and, um, how did wrestling kind of, was wrestling your escape? Um, and, and tell us about your background just a little bit. Um, so yeah, I did. I went to an all boys Catholic school, like in high school. That was awkward. That's so weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's cause my dad wanted sure. like me and my brothers to go there and yeah, because, like, I don't know, because he's Catholic, I guess, and because that's where a lot of, like, other boys and my family had gone. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, wrestling was kind of, like, an escape growing up, but also, like, my friends outside of school that I had met, like, that were, like, similar to me, was really nice as well. So, what was it that, like, made you actually say, wow, I am going to step into a wrestling ring, and I actually want to, like, train, and I want to actually throw my body all over the ground like that? Like, what actually made that, what made you take that leap into actually wrestling? Um, Because I, like, wanted to be a wrestler when I was, like, like young and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think wrestling was a thing in New Zealand. So, like, I literally Googled, like, training to wrestle in New Zealand. That's how I discovered um, Impact Pro Wrestling, the company that I wrestle for and stuff here in New Zealand. You are the champion right now, is that right? What is that? You're the heavyweight champion, aren't you? Not the heavyweight champion, the women's champion. Oh, okay. Got it. I was giving you too much praise. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I'm the current women's champion <laughs> and the longest reigning now, I think, which is pretty cool. How does that make you feel? To say it that? feels amazing. Um, it feels great. Like, I don't know, because like, I feel like I trained for ages and cause all I wanted when I was training was just to finally have my debut. But then I didn't think past that. <laughs> So to go on then to win the bout was pretty amazing as well. 
Um, so did wrestling kind of make you more comfortable on your journey? Because I know you started out, um, I saw the pictures of like the puberty challenge where you're just like a boy with the crazy hair and stuff. Um, did wrestling... Oh my God. <laughs> that was just so gross. <laughs> yeah, but it shows oh you God. how far you've come though. You know, how you're comfortable now. And that's really inspiring. Um, so did wrestling help you make you feel like more comfortable in, in your whole journey to being you? Um, it was, I actually like, to be honest, I actually started training after I was comfortable with who I am because like there was a period of time where I stopped watching wrestling around high school and stuff because I felt like I wanted to discover who I was as a person and my identity because I was really kind of struggling. Because as a teenager, you like that's kind of important is discovering who you are. And if you're like unsure of it, then you can't really apply yourself to like the passions and stuff you have in life. So it wasn't. I feel like it wasn't until like I fully like discovered who I was as a person and like owned it and like started transitioning. That's when. I started getting back into wrestling again and then that's when the idea came about about wanting to train because mm-hmm. I knew I've like I've always wanted to like train to be a wrestler and to be one but because I only watched WWE growing up so I was just like oh my god I don't how do you get into the WWE is because is that the only way to get into wrestling but then googling and like um talking to people at IPW and stuff I discovered that I discovered indie wrestling through coming to train here and stuff um, I didn't even know yeah cause like WWE seems like like a whole world away I'm sure from over there it's probably like insurmountable journey that you I don't know how you guys feel from, from New Zealand but it's it's like there's a lot of great talent coming out of the oceanic reason, re, uh, region right now so it's 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 great because people over here are now looking over to where you are in Australia and New Zealand because like who's the next person who's the next person and it's really amazing to see some of the talent coming out of there yeah it's pretty cool because like they're really paving the way for like like people here like having Dakota Kai and WWE is so amazing mm-hmm. because she was like I um she was a former woman champion at the company that I wrestled for so that's pretty cool wow um so uh I got some questions I I asked for the Twitter and you have a really strong following so I got some questions for you so um Kat asked you who was your top supporter in your journey of becoming a uh transgender wrestler um like i wouldn't like i don't like considering i consider myself a women's wrestler Mm -hmm. it's like i wouldn't like go out and like um like make myself different from everyone and say i'm a trans wrestler Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day i I identify as a female so i call myself a woman's wrestler and stuff but i get her question where it's coming mm-hmm. from and like, i think the biggest supporter for me have been my friends and my parents and my family they've been like the biggest supporters like i'm so thankful that my parents are supportive of who i am and like didn't disown me and 
and shit because I know mm-hmm. most parents like it's like most parents wouldn't usually do that if they had a trans child or like any like kind of child from the LGBT community so I'm quite mm-hmm. thankful that my parents are like so accepting and they're like my biggest supporters that really made my my heart really warm whenever I watched the little documentary and that shows that that when you said that I was really that made me feel so much better that we're getting to a point where you know parents are understanding that that's just that's it's not like taboo you know it's it's what you choose it's what you feel it's who you are so it, it made me feel I personally as a viewer of the documentary made me feel really nice to see that your parents were a big supporter so that's fantastic yeah, because it's, especially since they're, like, traditional Samoans and my parents, like, are really Samoan with things. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it was kind of hard. But then, like, I it was, um, but my parents think it's, like, as long as I'm happy and, like, I'm not doing, making bad decisions in life, then mm-hmm. it's okay. So I wanted to ask you this question. Do you associate yourself more with Candy Lee or Leilani? And like in what way? Like in real life. Who who are you more like if I was to meet you in person, who would you be more like? Would you be more like the character or would you be more like a little badass like Leilani? Um to be honest, I feel like um me as Leilani is like way crazier than <laughs> the character Candy Lee. It's so weird that like when I explain to people, I'm like, oh, I feel like Candy Lee's toned down. Because if you meet me in real life, I'm kind of like <laughs> full on sometimes. I've seen your Instagram and you don't hold back and your tweets and uh, very big supporter of you just saying whatever the fuck you want. So big ups to you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just hope it doesn't get me in trouble though (laughs) well you have to be yourself you know and look at the uh, yeah anyway so social media let me ask you about that (laughs) because it's they love to label people and they love to really um, you know social media especially Twitter can be really really bad sometimes really negative so how do you deal with the, the polar opposites how do you deal with the like extreme people who are just hating on you and how do you deal with the amazing reception that you've had like tell me about the positives and the negatives and how you deal with both i feel like like um, i I, like knew going into this and being open about who i am that i was going to get negativity and i was just like oh i'm not like i'm like every time i see it i'm just like not surprised i'm just like oh okay i've heard worse and like i've heard like eerie ignorant comment under the sun i'm just like it's just like there's there's nothing new like all these like ignorant people that say these negative comments i'm just like there's no like nothing new about what you're saying to me i've heard it all before Mm -hmm. so that's so it doesn't really bother me but like i'm saying that the positivity like definitely outweighs the negativity that i receive but, like, most of the negativity come from, like, people that seem to have, like, their own insecurities. So, I'm just, like, I'm just, like, oh, they're just probably pro- they're just probably projecting their own self-hate or something. It's nothing mm-hmm. to do with me because 
like they could just sit there and like enjoy their food but they want to let me <laughs> ruin their day like my like to know that my existence really bothers you that much for you to like say something it's just like it makes me laugh and just like <laughs> you could have just you could have like did something with the like with the seconds that it took you to tweet out your bullshit but you wanted to like you felt like you needed to say that and i don't know i feel like twitter often gives a lot of people the power to say whatever they want because they know they can get away with it and yeah that's the thing like usually there's no repercussions for it it's you just say whatever and they think they're safe you know but my thing is like if you're gonna be ignorant to me i'm gonna definitely put you on blast and call you out because like mm-hmm. you're like why not call you out i feel like people need to call out people's ignorance because they need to learn like a lesson and like what you say yeah it's, you saw like, that not- with you saw that with the Tony Storm stuff. Like, you saw the crazy reception that people and the support that they gave her. And I think that was a really positive sign. But I think, you know, that needs to happen more. So what do you think about that whole situation? Do you think that was a good thing that everybody rushed to her support? Yeah, definitely. Because, like, you need to, like... Because I feel like it's always good to back people, like wholesome good people and i feel like she's a good person it's like she seems like such a lovely girl so i thought that was really nice that everyone supported her i have spoken to people from new zealand and australia a lot and you guys are so down to earth it's so amazing like i love having you as guests so i hated to see that happen to tony yeah because she's such a lovely girl from what i've seen and stuff so for that to happen and like i feel like the people who did it like they're not have a right like there's someone's private life you don't like kind of mess with that kind of stuff exactly um so your goals as you said in the little documentary um you would want to be in wwe one day that's obviously every wrestler's goal um what would you be open to a run in like japan first um, you've got people like Asuka over in Marvelous right now. You've got um, so she's already you know breaking a path for uh, for women's wrestlers over there. Uh, so would you be open to like a run in Marvelous or Ice Ribbon or um, Stardom? Oh my god, definitely Stardom. Like this, I like because I didn't know like much about indie wrestling when I started training. So like. The more I've like trained, and the as the years go by, I've learned more and more about what other everything else other than um, WWE because I've only ever watched WWE. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I would like totally love to race on Japan. Like the scene there looks so cool and like amazing, and I just love I love the gear they wear. Yeah, like Japanese what in... um, women's wrist. What in particular? I, I just like, cause I, I'm so into like baby doll dresses and like law leaders <laughs> and stuff. So like the Japanese women's wrestlers, their gear is so amazing. They have some of the best in the world. Um, there is a question actually from Twitter that asked you what your favorite gear is. So do you have a favorite like outfit or attire? Of my own or like in general? Both. Um... 
I don't know. I feel like I haven't made a gear of mine that's my favorite yet. Because, like... Oh, that's a hard question. <laughs> so which which do you like? Like, whose attire do you do you really dig right now that you might have seen online or in WWE or NXT? Is there somebody's that you really like? I, um... I'm trying to think now. My brain's not working right now. Um, <laughs> that's okay. It's very early as we're recording this, um, so it's no worries at all. It's early, early in the future. You are on a Saturday. I am on a Friday, which is very funny. Um, let me ask you something else. Who, because you watched WWE, that was like the only product that was really available that you knew of. So who did you idolize when you were a kid, when you were looking at WWE? Um, this is like so easy. It was Candace Michelle. <laughs> Candace Michelle, mm-hmm. Kelly Kelly, like Tori Wilson. I like love women's wrestling. But in terms of male wrestlers, I would have to say John Cena. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, there's, Candace, no, there's no better, obviously. But, I mean, he's carried that brand yeah, for John a long Cena, time. He's like the literal goat. He is, and I don't think enough people really give him credit for that. He's he's carried that through some some interesting times in the past fifteen years where it wasn't as hot oh, as it is now. I feel like people that say they don't they say they don't like him just feel like they think they're cool by saying it because how <laughs> it's like such a cool thing to hate people for some reason. <laughs> but yeah, um, Candice Michelle is like my favorite. She's actually the reason why I like. I wanted to train to be a wrestler. So she inspired me a lot. Her, Kelly Kelly. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Um, I want to ask you about, like, so if if I told you, just let's just play what if. If if Triple H was on the call right now, what would you tell him? In, like, a car, or did you say on the call? On the call, like a phone call. Like, what would you tell him if you got to speak to him right now, if you haven't spoke to him already? I would probably say hi. <laughs> <laughs> so, what? what would you say? <laughs> I, I honestly wouldn't know, to be honest. You never know when somebody's going to call. You know what I mean? I'll probably be like, hello, who's this? <laughs> <laughs> New phone, who this? <laughs> oh. I honestly wouldn't know. So you honest. would just like totally clam up? I think most people would probably do the same, honestly. I'll probably let him like do all the talking and then I just kind of like bounce off whatever he says to me on the phone. <laughs> Um, so there is another question on Twitter that Leia asked, and she said, with all of the signings going on between major companies, have you gotten anything from any, uh, calls or anything from those companies? And is it anything you're allowed to talk about? Um, I don't like not, I wish <laughs> so nobody's contacted you yet for anything. Um, no, but like I feel like I'm like new ads, so like mm-hmm. that's understandable. I'm just trying to like find my feet in the wrestling world, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it's like 
no no biggie to me because I'm like brand new. Well, you know, I would say Stardom loves to bring in young talent, so I will. Uh, I'll have to tweet at them, see if they can. I can bother them for you because <laughs> I think you would fit really, really well in Stardom, actually. Yeah, Stardom like looks so cute, and I'm just like, I like started watching some of their stuff, and I'm just like, oh my god, that looks so amazing. I would definitely like Japan as a whole. Like their culture is so like interesting to me. Because it, it looks like a culture built on respect and stuff, and like, and it has core values, and I love that. Uh, so who? Uh, so Lily Faye asks you this. Uh, she says, "Who's on your wrestling bucket list? Who do you want to fight before you call it a career?" Which is probably a long time. Ago. Um, probably everyone. I'll fight everyone. <laughs> I just want. I just want to wrestle. Mm-hmm. So would you? Would you be open to fighting Kelly Kelly if she came back? Oh my God! Yes, I want to be her tag team partner though. Ooh, and then you've got the tag team belts now in WWE. So there you go. That was so cool. I love Kelly Kelly. So did Kelly? I'm... What was one of your favorite wrestling moves? Is another thing that Lily Faye asks. Um. Hmm. Like favorite wrestling move. Like in general, just a move I liked. Yeah. I I was always a big fan of like the good old DDT. For some yeah. reason, I thought that was like it looks so scary <laughs> every time. It, like I watched it. Yeah, I would have to go to DDT because there's so many cool variations of it, and I'm just like, oh mm-hmm. no, it's amazing. So, what are your goals in 2019 and beyond? What What are your upcoming goals, and what's going to be called a success for you, like in the next one or two years? Um, my goals would probably be just to like wrestle more. Hopefully, wrestle overseas. Um, get better. Um, hopefully I can finally squash a watermelon with my five. <laughs> Please put that on Instagram. Please. It was like, I was like meant to be like, it's been a goal of mine for ages, but I'm just like, oh, my legs are weak. Maybe I just need to like buy a hollow watermelon and if they sell those, <laughs> <laughs> just kind of cheat with it. I, I think that would be a really funny YouTube series that you can start. Is like your journey to squashing watermelons. Yeah, true. Well, <laughs> squashing fruit, fruit in general. Oh, there's a whole market for that. I'm pretty sure people would definitely subscribe to that. <laughs> oh yeah, funny. because there's, there's there's that girl that like squishes her face with bread, and I was just like, oh my god, that's so cool. I wish I came up with that idea because I love bread. Bread's my favorite food. <laughs> So you're you're not afraid of carbs? I love carbs. You like love bread's carbs. my favorite. Yeah, bread's my favorite food. Like, no lies. If like a guy wanted to take me on a date, he can literally put like a loaf of bread on a plate, and I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> uh, if you're listening to this and you want to take out Candy Lee, now you know where to take her. Go to a 
bread shop because yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's all per- you need. Impress me with like like different kind of bread. Croissants, <laughs> croissants. <laughs> but they would all have to be they would all have to be vegan though because oh. she's vegan like she's vegan like one. <laughs> um so wow i mean that that is all i have for you um i'm very very excited for your journey and i can't wait to see where you go over the next few years um i am very thankful for your time today and we will go ahead and wrap up this interview now so thanks so much for listening and please uh follow candy lee on twitter what is your twitter handle candy lee I always get this wrong because, like, I forget something. But I think my Twitter handles candidly candy, and I think there's an underscore after. <laughs> yes, I'm looking at it right now. It's candidly candy underscore. I will link it in the show notes, of course. Um, so please give her a follow. And on Instagram, it says Lay Barbie. So please follow her. Yeah, it's definitely worth the follow. She has lots of funny stories and. Uh, like today, she's been listening to the new Ariana Grande, right? Oh my god, I love it. And I've been doing my makeup the whole time we've been talking. <laughs> Alright, well thank you very much uh, and for hanging out today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.